Tall cup of cold brew is Brody. What's up, dog? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm chilling. I'm wonderful. <laughs> I, I do get a little jacked up when I come over here and get this cold brew, though. Where's it from again? Warehouse Four. Warehouse Four. Yeah, it's down the road from us. Uh, got a good relationship with them, and I got tired of going there every freaking day. So we just buy um, a 55 gallon drum. <laughs> it basically is. Uh, I mean, what is it? It's <laughs> it might be nine quarts. Yeah. And that lasts it's, a week. <laughs> yeah. It, so if you think of those big buckets you get from uh, Home Depot, it's like <laughs> three times bigger than that. Hey. A little spigot on the bottom. You know what? It's Sometimes there's late nights and uh, I need some energy. <laughs> no, honestly, one of the biggest reasons I got it is because I got tired of after class I'd want one, but and they'd could, be closed. Yeah. So now I can like just make one and go home. And maybe that's why I'm up until, until 3 a.m. in the morning, yeah. yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> Might be on to something, Mo. Science. <laughs> all right. Again, all you listeners out there, thank you very much. Uh, we're slowly creeping up towards our next goal of 5,000 downloads, uh, but we'll get there eventually. Uh, we're only going on just over a month, and without you guys, we wouldn't be re- continuing to record additional episodes, so thank you very much. True. I did a little bit of research on this, and I was telling Mo that um, typically – it's it's about three months before you start really seeing what kind of numbers you get. They, you know, we've been tracking our numbers, but it's after that three month period is when you go back and you can kind of see how many subscribers you have mm-hmm. based on you know your your downloads and such. But heck, I'm seeing that it's even six to eight months before you really start seeing traction on some of these podcasts, and so I'm pretty pumped. I think I just told Mo our average download per episode is 174 179 uh per episode which is pretty freaking good mm-hmm. so i mean i would have been happy with one yeah <laughs> no joke. Were, you know what i mean we didn't do it to get numbers no and we still don't you and, know and we still don't really know what the numbers mean but no. we do know that one people are listening and they're yeah. downloading it right two people are commenting which yes. means that they actually enjoy what we're talking about mm-hmm. and three it gives us a reason to continue to do this so no i, I think that it's really cool that people uh, you guys, not people, since I'm talking to you guys, which you're not here, but you are. But, um, no, it's really cool that you guys are sending us these messages and making these comments because, um, you know, I think when Mo and I first sat down, we kind of just, you know, we had different thoughts on kind of where this was going to go um, and not in a bad way, but just, hell, we didn't know what we were doing. No, Mo, we didn't. Mo wanted to do a podcast, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, but, you know, you guys kind of start changing our direction a little bit because we um, we see what you guys want, okay? Which and is more important than what we want to talk absolutely, about. Absolutely. You know, and and if we see something you guys really want to talk about, which seems to be nutrition and recovery and rest, um, uh, which we might dig into, but um, when we see those things, it changes our direction. We don't just get married to the topics. I mean, we still have other topics that oh, we are, got a ton still yeah, left that we haven't even touched. Right, yet. but you guys keep giving us some really good feedback and what you guys want to hear back or hear about. And hell, we we like to talk about stuff like that. And as long as we can apply our, uh, some knowledge to that, we're we're definitely going to talk about it. We're just not going to talk about stuff that we have no clue about. I mean, that, that'd be stupid. Yeah, because otherwise we'd be talking about preacher curls all day. I know a lot about those. I used to have really big. <laughs> freaking arms (laughs) 
You know, I tell you my nickname, but I mean, <laughs> it's a PG thirteen show. No, it's not bad. It's just it's embarrassing. But um, yeah, I used to do me. I used to love the old Skull Crusher preacher curl on the uh, tricep um, dumbbell extensions. God, <laughs> that was your ish, dude. That was my thing. Well, I, mean, I skip leg day. You buys and tries twice yeah, you, you a week. You can double up, yeah. right? So talking about all of everything that you guys have mentioned to us on various forms of social media today we're going to dedicate this episode to all the communication that we've had with you guys and we're going to call this one the mailbag we're just going to share some of the messages and we're just going to kind of answer them here while we're recording and just more importantly just to say thank you for giving us all these messages we'll start off with the first one this is from megan ma'am said just got a chance to listen to episode 12 and it was like a religious experience (laughs) Can't tell you guys how much I love the content and how much it really spoke to me because of where I am in my gym journey. Thank you very much, my CrossFit messiahs. <laughs> I mean, I was like, Meg, you just compared us to like Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, we're cool, but and I think we're really cool. But we're not that cool. We're not Jesus cool. <laughs> Jesus is a whole nother level than us. So episode 12, that was the burnout, burnout episode. Very, very popular episode, it seems. Yeah, I think that one got the most reach out of any episode that we've had so far mm-hmm. on, as far as Facebook goes. I mean, we can look at it a couple ways. We're more established, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Some more people are going to see it. But I really think it's the topic. I mean, mm-hmm. shit, we all get burnt out, mm-hmm. you know. And I think we're. I think a lot of people really related to was the, the life and how much the life side screws up your gym side. Mm-hmm. Remember, because your job is just a transition. Transition to getting to the gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We don't, no one thinks about work, right? I mean, that's just the way it is. And again, like I said, and their burnout occurs in every aspect of your life, whether it's relationships, whether it's work, whether whether it's fitness. But one thing that I really took to heart that bro said during that is sometimes that 60 minutes is all that person has to themselves. And that's huge. If you're like someone who works from home right? or, you know, you're an independent business person, you know, sometimes that 60 minutes in the, in the box is all you get to decompress, to not worry about your bills or your relationships. And if that gets hosed up, that's a huge thing that's taken away from you and your ability to deal with life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we, they both are, they work against each other. You know, if you have a crappy day at the gym, you, you go home in a bad mood. It's sort of like when I watch my, Cleveland Browns play every Sunday. <laughs> it's a rebuilding year. We've been rebuilding for quite a few years, but we are on the uptick. I'm just saying. But, um, you know, it always sucked going up to Cleveland and, and watching the game because that was a long three and a half hours of being pissed. And just, you're listening to the talk radio and it's just, it just, you, by the time I get home, I'm ready just to murder someone. I don't care who it is. It could be another, it could be a Steelers fan. It could be a Bengals fan. I don't care. I start seeing those colors. I just want to start chopping heads off. I don't know. Get a little violent. You know, got a lot of hate built up my, uh, my Cleveland Browns. Hey, if you're a Browns fan, hit me up. We're, and you're like, you get VIP treatment. <laughs> you automatically get on the VIP yeah, list. We got to get something good for you. All right. Next one is from Gary McKee. He's actually one of our listeners over in the UK. And I had actually met him a few years ago while I was deployed. And uh, he's a CrossFitter, so I figured, why not hit him up and ask him to give us a review? So the message he sent is, hey, guys, I had a competition yesterday, and I didn't realize how negatively I was thinking about it until I listened to you guys. Long story short, I changed my mindset and started thinking about strategies rather than the suck 
in the end, and I did better than I expected. I finished 14th out of 60 athletes in my category. I managed to attack the day in the right way. I'm not exaggerating when I say that you guys helped me with that. Thanks a lot. So mentality. Yeah, I say the mentality one, it kind of sparked the, the, the next several topics that we have, and it has been kind of snowballing since then. The mentality one was pretty huge. I mean, we reposted it prior to 18.1 <laughs> yeah. just, just to kind of tap into it. Yeah. And, and in all honesty, I just threw it out there like, hey, if you haven't listened to this, check it out because I think it can help. And it does help. How you look at things and how you approach it, if, if you have a positive mentality in any anything, if you have a positive mentality, not only are you going to perform better, but you, your goals that you set are now kind of maybe realistic, but there are things that you've prepared your mind for to accept that it's going to suck, but you can still do well. And I think that's what Gary did. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was actually messaging him while he was in the middle of the competition. <laughs> and I was like, hey, dude, how's it going? And he's like, okay, I'm doing well. I'm actually doing a lot better than I thought. And he didn't think he was going to make it into the championship heat. Right. And then because, like he said, he readjusted and he reattacked it in a different way, he actually made it into the championship heat, which he wasn't expecting because he didn't think he was going to finish. Because he finished, like I said, 14th out of 60. That wasn't in his – that's not what he was aiming for. He didn't think he was going to make it into that. So when he did that, he was like, holy crap. Just that little bit, you know, changing how you think made Gary perform that much harder. Yeah, I believe there's an element or two that he talked about that he The was, cluster. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he's worried about a, a cluster element. And, um, and what I see personally, with we have, a, I'd say, over half of our gym competes on a regular basis and um, from scale to RX. And I think a lot of things that I see, especially with people who are just starting in competition, is they look at an element and they're like, well, I can't do that. Well, I'm not that good at it or this, this. And they make every excuse. And I'm like, bro, you have two months to get good at it. Like, I'm, we're not asking you to ring muscle up. Yeah. It's a fucking cluster. It's like, it's a full clean to a thruster. Like, we do we do both of those on a daily basis. Maybe just not together. Yeah, but, but we do. We but do, link them. We do them in here. I just don't understand <laughs> shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, we are, like, we do this. Yeah. What are you talking about? And, and the thing is, they're, they're not really comparing the movement. What they're comparing is the people there that they're not going to be as good at the, at that movement as the other people that's doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's not the movement. I mean, we, if you've been across it for a minute, you've, you've done every movement unless it's a super, super high skilled movement, but it's really, you have these expectations. You don't want to go there and look like you suck. Right. So, so yeah. and that's, and I think that's everybody's biggest fear when they first compete the first one or two times, definitely the first time. Cause I felt the same way in my mm-hmm. first competition. And, um, you don't want people staring at you thinking you suck. And I think that's what it's not. The, it wasn't the cluster per se. I think it's maybe I'm not going to perform as high as most of these as other everybody people. else. Right. And I think that kind of, you know, we talk about stuff creeping into it puts its foot in the door. And that's one of those things is like as soon as you give yourself a little bit of self-doubt, it opens that door to like Pandora's box. And <laughs> it looks like Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> like. So, again, thanks, Gary. And he's working out of CrossFit Your Villa in York, UK. So thanks a lot, bro. Yeah, I appreciate it, dude. I'm glad it went well. Back to the mentality piece. When uh, we reposted yeah. that, uh, we had got a message from Blake Mam, I believe. Yep, Meg's husband. And he said, I went into 18-1 last Friday without a plan and left thinking I could have done better. I redid the workout today with an actual plan, and what would you know, I did a lot better. 
Sports. All right, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, all you gotta do is listen to our podcast. And you're gonna perform better. <laughs> you're gonna do way better. <laughs> way than better. Open. So I'm gonna start listening to our stuff before we work out. <laughs> no, I, I think that um, it's just another. It it, it kind of piggybacks onto that one. And look, if you have a plan and you have an idea and you have these and you've thought, you've thought out this process, okay, you definitely are going to move faster. You're going to move more efficiently because now you have something, okay, I'm going to do five toe to bar, drop, I'm going to do three. Okay, I'm going to hold that for as long as possible if we're talking about 18.1. I'm just going to keep moving on the dumbbell. Those are going to be unbroken. And the row, I just got to push the tempo when it sucks, right? So now you have you have some sort of a game plan, right? You know if you if you drop on the five, three on the toe to bar, you can always go four, four. Or you can always go twos. And then when your twos go, you go singles. It's stuff like that. When you think out the process, you're going to perform so much better because now you have a plan for a plan for the plan for a plan. Yeah. And, and you have smaller waypoints to reach. If I can just get right. two, then I can rest. Right. And do, okay. Yep. And not only that, but your your time's going to improve because now you're not in the middle of it, and you're not going to panic because you've already you already have a plan for your uh, when you start to fatigue. Way to go, Blake! <laughs> and that's that's like I said, that's Meg's husband. They're over in Germany right now. Uh, I forget how to announce their or pronounce their um, their gym name, but it's pretty sweet. <laughs> Sounds like it's like death, like some castle with dragons in it and stuff like that. Yeah, they're gonna be mad at me because I don't know how to say it. The next question we're going to talk about was actually our first video submission that comes from Mike George. He, by his own admission, is not a CrossFitter, but just happened to find our podcast and decided to listen to see what kind of input we could provide him. And his question was pertaining about writing down and documenting your workout in the middle of a workout. So with the notes during the workout, I mean, if I write a program and then, uh, you know, I have it in my pocket following it verbatim and whatnot, and during the work, I'm like, well, shit, you know, next week or next workout, I can do this a lot better. I don't want to be pulling out my paper and pen and writing it down in the middle of my workout because I want to keep my, you know, energy up and keep my momentum going forward. What are your guys' thoughts on, you know, taking notes during the workout? Or is it something that you guys wait to do after and you just try to make a mental mental note during the workout and go back and... Uh, and write it down. My personal thoughts are, I wouldn't want to slow down my rhythm. Well, I mean, some days you might. Well, some day, <laughs> some days I might. Hey, guys, I'll be right back. I got to go write down. I got to write this down. It's very important. So yeah. I'll be right back. But I mean, from the sounds of it, Mike's not necessarily doing CrossFit, or but he's doing some sort of high-intensity interval training or HIT training as we hear about. Because he's doing like Tough Mudders and, yeah. and Spartan-type races. Mm-hmm. So it's totally different. You heard in the voice message uh, what he was doing. And again, going back to what I just said a few seconds ago, just go ahead and chug through it, and eventually you'll remember what it is that you were doing and what you were experiencing and what you were feeling. But also documenting things like, you know, how you ate that day, um, how you felt, actually. You know, th- those are key ingredients to how you perform during a workout. All right, so I actually got a, a personal one I actually shared with Mo, um, and it was on the visualization episode. And uh, it said, definitely got me thinking thought to myself, I want to have a drug-free childbirth because of no other reason than the epidural scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I feel you. And this is a female, not a male. Okay. Just want to clear that up. That is nothing heroic, but I was terrified of the epidural needle. So I was able to endure the most painful experiences of my life three times, thanking the Lord I didn't require medical intervention of C-sections, but 
was induced two times, which makes it 100 times more painful. But I achieved what I visualized and what I wanted. I thought that was pretty cool that she she'd seen something as, I mean, it's pretty monumental thing, childbirth. Yeah, right? pretty significant. And how she really, she wanted something. She did not want a, a needle in her back. A needle, in a needle in her back for whatever reason. She mm-hmm. didn't want it. So she was able to trigger that mindset to endure so much more pain mm-hmm. just because she didn't want something. And how she kind of compared this to CrossFit was uh, bring on the pain. No workout will ever be more painful than childbirth, I would argue. <laughs> <laughs> Yet I consistently, consistently vis- visually set myself up to fail in the gym and other aspects of life because the process to the goal is scary and painful. Good stuff today. Definitely got my head in check. Just figure I'd share my long story with you. So, yeah, she's right is we can apply things like that to our gym life. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about how critical gym life is for people. People don't want to come in here and fail. No. And I've I've known this person for a while, and um, I thought it was really cool that uh, she shared this story. And she's had some she's had some issues like uh, physically, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, over the course of years. And you know we've had to modify and redo. And at one point, we actually had to take her down to a um, uh, an air squat to a. 20 inch box Mm -hmm. and it's frustrating Mm -hmm. right it's frustrating and that's where that mentality kind of comes in is you get kind of accustomed to that and that you're not where you want to be Mm -hmm. but how much how many times did they make an excuse on maybe that that they couldn't do it but they could Mm -hmm. just because they got comfortable Mm -hmm. she didn't want to get comfortable with the pregnancy because she knew that she did not want an epidural. She didn't want the needle in her back Mm -hmm. and her coming to CrossFit and, and kind of using that mindset. And like, maybe this was a kick in the ass. I don't know. Yeah. It sounded like it was that look, look, I can do more probably than I'm allowing myself to do because I'm too comfortable Mm -hmm. and I need to get outside that box. And I think a lot of us can, if you dig deep, you can find other circumstances or situations in your life where you've had to subject yourself to something more either painful or challenging than a 20-minute workout. But we don't look at it that way. Right. You just look at it, oh, this is a workout, you know, and you don't use the skill sets that you've already developed in other areas of your life to apply it towards what goes on here, you know, during your 60 minutes at a CrossFit workout. And then you flip the script, sort of like she did. You know, what we do in here, we endure some of the hardest things that we do in here, um, and then we got to mow the lawn and we're bitching and complaining, (laughs) you know, it's like, Oh my God, I got to mow. I'm so tired. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like I'll watch you grind, like plant yourself to the floor through a 30 minute AMRAP, but you don't want to go take 25 minutes to mow your lawn. Right. You don't want to get the dog food out of the trunk of the car. You don't want to carry the water in from the car to the house. You don't want to take the trash 15 more feet and put it actually in the trash can. Like, come on. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just all about the mindset that you It is a mindset. It. CrossFit CrossFitters are the most lazy functional people that I know. <laughs> it's just they can do so much until it's like an everyday task and then it's like it's like the weight of the world's on their shoulders and they're so tired. Like, Bob, I bet you if you want to get a water in real quick, you'd want to. And then one more message from Frank Douglas. Visualization is one of the most interesting episodes yet. I've listened several times already. 
It's like an amazing sermon teaching me something that I just haven't been getting right about life. Thanks, bro and Mo. And, you know, Frank, thanks, thanks for giving us a shout-out like that. It really means a lot. You know, again, this is why we're doing this show, because we get messages like that. And what's cool about Frank, he's, he, he's been in the game for a while. He's uh, he was a CrossFitter, and then he's into powerlifting now, and he's a master's athlete, and he's, he's from our, our local community here. Um, and I think it was really cool that we do get the insight of someone who's actually been around not only CrossFit but a fitness for a very long time and that they're actually able to, you know, get something out of this because sometimes you, you get into fitness for a long time and you think you know it all, and then we've kind of talked about that. Once you think you know it all, you don't know shit and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And this guy, he, he sat there and it, it's maybe it's going to elevate his game. And he's a very successful power lifter um, in, the, in the master's category here. And I think it's really cool that he actually uh, sent that to us. Absolutely. All right. And one last message that we got. And uh, this is kind of, a, you know, a, a little bit topic that, that hits home and kind of pertaining to the school shootings that, went down in Florida a little bit ago and we just happened to do that episode where we talked to Aaron previously to that. We, and we did that the first week of January. And unfortunately some of the things that he talked about came to fruition and we had a message says Aaron's mention of the psychological aspects of getting into a fight, a boxing match or a fist fight is nerve wracking enough to get into. I can't imagine the overwhelming nerves in a mass cal situation or mass casualty situation is what that's alluding to. Uh, great episode. It's nice to get a refresher on the extreme circumstances we are being faced with, and knowledge will give you that edge. Uh, as a result of, I think, us doing that episode, I exposed a lot of my friends to some of the things he was talking about. I actually learned a lot during that episode because there were things I didn't think about in terms of the safety of my family. And, you know, I know what I'm going to do in a situation, but I never shared that with the rest of my family. And just like Aaron said, you know, he travels a lot and he knew exactly what he was going to do, but his wife didn't know. Yeah. You know, and he's a practitioner of this sort of training. So give me a lot of things to think about. And fortunately, he'll be coming into town, I think, next month. And uh, I'm going to have my whole family go to one of his seminars. If nothing else, I'll drive down there and, and have it done. Because like Aaron said, if you need, you're training for the worst possible day of your entire life. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that training, you don't think about it, you don't talk about it, it's not a skill set you don't want to have when you need it. People's, people are, people's argument and their, their reasoning is, like he said in the podcast, was they don't think it's ever going to happen to them. And but, statistically, you know, yeah, it, it might won't. not. It probably won't. But, but. but <laughs> the thing is, it's, it's like anything, man. How much do you value your, your life, mm-hmm. right, and your family's life and even – you know, citizens, like uh, you're in the military, I was a police officer, you kind of, you have this, uh, we always have this internal, I don't know, feeling that you want to protect others more than yourself, right? Exactly. So um, it really hits home that sometimes even someone who is as good at what he does, right, he had a flaw. In he had some fa- holes in his game. He had some holes in his game, and he really, you know, that's what makes him great because he realized it and he's actually done something about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, like we've talked about, you think you're a great programmer or this or that. They kind of like, whatever, I'm the, I'm the greatest. I don't need to do that. Well, guess what? Those are the people who get hammered mm-hmm. because now he's prepared and he's, he's acknowledged the hole in his game and he's also opened it up to Mo, right? Mm-hmm. I've told my parents for a long time who, um, 
<laughs> don't break into their house. But I'm just saying, <laughs> um, for a long time, like, yeah, do you have a plan? Like, what happens if this, because of where their bedroom's located, there's, like, r- really no avenue of escape mm-hmm. for them if, if someone was to intrude in their house. So mm-hmm. they actually do. They have a plan. They have, a, they have who's going to go where and what's going to happen, how they're going to make contact and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And that's, that's really, really important because they live out in the country and mm-hmm. they're getting older. Um, but you have a bug out plan. Yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, uh, they want to live. Yeah, and they don't want anybody that's coming in to live. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Just, and it's cool that he did bring that up, and it's unfortunate what happened after the episode, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's time for people just to shut the fuck up because it's this is the reality of our world. Like it just is. Mm-hmm. It's either you're going to embrace it, okay, and you're going to do everything you can to be prepared and have your family prepared. Mm-hmm. Because what if they're students? What if that was one of your students yep. and they were a part of this mass casualty? All right. This is the what you, you don't even think about. And most taken as family. What if it's one of his kids that are there that can either A, help help, help save, stop the bleeding, help stop the, some time. Well, yeah. help save people. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, barricade, whatever, whatever you're going to learn. Mm-hmm. But then also the, the important, what if one of their students gets shot? Right. And he's the only one out of the entire, all the students there that knows how to how to plug the wound, how mm-hmm. to save that person, mm-hmm. or buy them time, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's that's the huge effect of taking your whole family yeah. is the more people who know about this, the mm-hmm. more people who study it, the more people who just accept that, hey, this could happen. Mm-hmm. I hope it never does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I can still carry every single day. I, it's not because I think I'm going to shoot somebody. It's because what happens if I need to mm-hmm. and I don't have my gun, Yep. right? Same thing. You got you got to prepare to defend yourself. Prepare to defend your family, and if you know if you're like me and Mo, you want to be prepared to defend others and yep. help others and save their lives if needed. It, yeah, and some people don't understand that, and I don't expect people to understand that. But no, you, you just it, it's it's something that you carry. You inherently want to make sure other people are safe. Yeah, I, I mean that's just it is a tragic situation, and you know but I'm not going to get into politics as, <laughs> as we never do, at least on the show. Definitely yeah, not on the show, but no, it was good shit. I, I appreciate Aaron doing that. And uh, I learned a lot as myself and I, I thought I knew quite a bit. Yeah. Not as much as him, but it, it's opens my eyes. Oh, absolutely. And again, thank you very much, Aaron Janetti, for letting us in your doors on multiple occasions and not kicking us out of your gym and letting our viewers, oh, yeah. listeners into the, um, your door as well, because yeah. I think that's something that's really cool about Janetti is, and maybe you've you in the podcast you kind of caught this, but he uh, he wants to teach everybody everything. Yeah, he he gains knowledge just to share knowledge, mm-hmm. and that's 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 so awesome. And, and, and like he was saying, he learns more from the students than he does actually teaching it. You're right because and just like we were just talking earlier, how um, our listeners have kind of changed our directions on some certain podcast that mm-hmm. we wanted to hit. Mm-hmm. that we weren't thinking about maybe yeah. same with him like you got to listen to the people you're you're there training or you know our listeners here we want to listen we do listen to you like good or bad i'll take the bad feedback all day every day because mm-hmm. i want to get better and so does mo yep. but we also do like the good feedback and we we like to go that direction so that's pretty cool about Janetti that's that he he betters himself to better others yeah absolutely very selfless all right so bringing this episode to a close our call to action this week Go ahead and send us another video submission just like Mike did. Those are really awesome. It's nice to hear your voices and see your faces so that way we can help make this podcast better. And maybe you can help someone else. Who knows? 
Oh, absolutely. I think I thought that was really cool to get. And it was pretty long. You know, he yeah. sent, he sent a, a pretty good a long video and over Messenger, and I thought it was really cool to interact with someone. I've never met Mike, so mm-hmm. um, now that and I And Bro know. actually sent a video message back to Mike, so that was super cool, too. Yeah, I mean, it's I'll respond the same way. I'll give you a video, video message, and so will Mo, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely get it out there, and we, we want to interact with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that brings this episode to a close. I'm Mo, and I'm out. Later. Thank you for listening to the One More Rip Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at One More Rip Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. It's so funny that we have two comments on our um, Instagram. They're both from, and they're both from Jenna. Yeah, one's nutrition. And I'm like, motherfucker, you already know about nutrition. <laughs> like, I, I beat you over the head with nutrition every day. And then why is Jenna Fisher so cool? You might have to cut that one short, though. It could be a couple hours long if you went full length. <laughs> we, can t- we can talk about you in about one sentence. <laughs> You're not that cool. Done. Let's see, we got another one from someone different. <laughs> Progression and scaling, when to move up and push harder. Hmm. That was from one of your people's Christian oh, really? Williams. Oh, okay. What up, Athlete Christian? Yeah, he's a, another cat that came in and just, like, you saw tremendous results. And a lot of that was just based off his his attitude. You know, he wanted to become better at being a human, and he just got better, like, every day. And just one of those deals. He was one of those guys that had some mobility issues, and like he, he squatted as best he could. And then like now he's actually getting at parallel, like routinely. He doesn't have to struggle, and he doesn't think about it. You know, just getting better every day. So Jenna, you need to hang out with him <laughs> since he <laughs> has learned how to be a better human because you're freaking lacking in that department. I hope that's recorded. Is it is? Yes.